proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast. It's being brought to you by the Watchmen of the Wall Ministries. I am your host, Charles, and I praise God every day for all of the listeners who tune into this podcast, who download it, stream it, listen to what we have to say, believing in their heart, and I'm trusting you're believing, you're going to hear from God. It's not it's not Charles, it's not his partner, Scott, That's voices need to be heard, but it's the voice of the Lord that needs to be heard. There's an old song that says, speak the word, Lord, my ears long to hear you. And that's what I hope your prayer is today, listener, is that you are anointed in your ears and in your eyes to hear and to see what the Spirit of God has got planned and in store for you on this podcast today. It is our prayer that what you hear will anoint, strengthen, break the yokes, exhort, rebuke if necessary, but most of all, get you prepared for the walk with God to get you to the gates of heaven and the throne of God. I want to see you, listener, on the other side. I want to meet you on the other side, be able to grab your hand in fellowship and say, welcome home. Thank you so much for your support. And I praise God that the next few minutes you're going to hear something that's going to encourage you. While I'm welcoming you, listener, I also want to welcome to this podcast my brother, my partner in ministry, Scott. Scott, say hello to everyone. Hello to everyone. It is an awesome privilege to be back on the main podcast with you, Charles, and you, the listener. And I thank God to be here, and I'm glad the listener is here as well. I'm glad you're here, Charles. I can't wait for what the Lord is going to say. I, I, we're always blessed on this podcast, and I thank God for what I feel and what I hear. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing wonderful. I thank God every day that he gives me the opportunity to speak in his name. I count it a privilege, Scott, to be able to stand in the name of Jesus and do a little bit to be a part of the kingdom of God. You know, we were talking off mic about how important it is for each and every person to do some act of service because that's the way that God designed it. That's the way that Jesus called us is to serve one another. And it is so important, listener, that you do more than just consume from the kingdom of God, but that you put back, that you sow into the kingdom. Because the Bible says, if you sow, you'll reap life everlasting, but you must sow. And Scott and I have this privilege to sow into the kingdom through this podcast. Listener, you can help us sow by spreading this word out on the different avenues that you have, be a productive part of the kingdom of God, I promise you, because it's designed this way, because there is a principle in motion from God, just like gravity, there is a law that if you serve, it shall be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together in good measure. So if you're lacking in your life, look at yourself and ask yourself, am I a servant? Am I giving? Mm -hmm. Am I pushing? Am I trying to be a productive part of the kingdom of God? If all you do is take, then you will be a most miserable person in the end. But if you give, you will never lack because giving is the way that God opens the door for blessings. And I thought I'd just throw that in there for free, Scott. (laughs) Amen. 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 Let me start this podcast with a word from God. A verse from Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 7. This says, Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Scott, we must remember that our blessedness, our happiness, is not on things that are going on around us or what we're getting from the world, but our happiness, our hope is in the Lord and what he can do for us and what he has already done for us. And I want to encourage you, listener, keep your eyes on the prize. Peter or Paul said this way. He said, I forget what's behind and I press forward for the mark of the prize 
of God, which is Jesus Christ, our blessed hope, our beloved, the one who loved us first, and now we love him. Listener, he is what it's all about. Now, Scott, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer on this podcast. We're going to dedicate this podcast to God. Let the Holy Spirit have his complete will and way. And while we're doing this, we're also going to call out names on a list. This is your opportunity, listener. I want you to pay special attention. Scott and I have a list of names that we have collected in different ways, but we have names on a list that were given to us so that we could call out to God. And we believe in being specific and detailed in our prayer life. We call these names out before God because we believe that God pays special attention to these names. And if you have a need in your life, listener, if you have a person or maybe it's even yourself that you would like to have added to this list, then let Scott and I join our faith with yours. Pray to God and call your name up or the name that you would give us to the Lord. It doesn't have to be a detailed message. But whatever you want to send us, let us know you have a need that you would like to have added to the list. And we pray over this list every time we do a podcast, believing that God and his grace is going to be sufficient for that need. And Scott's going to call these names out. Now, if you have a name, a need that you would like to have added, simply contact us through the email address that will be linked in the show notes of this podcast. And I will also give it out later on. Use that email address and you send us that need. You send us that request. You send us that name that you would like to have added to the list. And we will be honored to call that name up before God. So I'm going to turn it over to Scott now. Let him call that list out in each name. And we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Scott. All right, we're going to call these names out. I'm, I'm going to continue the little thread that you started, Charles, for just a moment. And I, I, you're kind of invoking this passage of Scripture. I want the listener to listen to this because, just like you said, it is a spiritual law. That yeah. means if you do the requirements it asks, it works every time. Actually, I'm, I'm going to go a little farther than that. This, this is such a commandment and a spiritual law that – even folks who are not using it exactly right still get the benefits from it because it, it's a law, just like gravity. It's not going to fail. So I'm, I'm going to invoke this and continue this little thread you started because we're still doing it. it it's in uh, Galatians, and I'm just going to read verse 7 real fast. And listen, pay close attention, listener, to what he says here. This is the Apostle Paul talking. He said, be not deceived. This is Galatians 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever, pay attention, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, that's the law. Now, there's all kinds of seeds. Now, Paul, in this instance, is talking about if you sow to the flesh, you're going you're gonna to reap some bad, bad things. So that also means, listener, if you can sow bad things and reap a bad harvest, in the same token, you can sow good things and reap benefits from the Lord. If you sow in tears, you'll reap in joy, the Bible records. If you sow in prayer, you will get to see the answer. That's the spiritual law. That's what we're doing here is planting seeds in the throne room of heaven by the way of names for needs that are going on in people's lives. So if you've got a need, and Charles, I think you would testify to this, amen, as well. We've been seeing God move for these people on this <laughs> list. God has been touching and moving needs. I've been watching him do it with my own eyes. I, I would suggest you get in the move of the Spirit. It's got nothing to do with Charles and Scott. It's the moving of the Spirit. I would suggest you get in that move, and if you would like a pr uh, prayer request brought up, we would love to do so. And remember, what you sow you will reap if we sow these. I, I firmly believe, Charles, we sow these names in prayer today in yep. the ground of, of God's heaven. Amen. I am going to get to see, I will get to see a harvest of him touching these souls. I will get Amen. it. So I suggest you, you write in 
and and let us know what you would like for us to pray with or pray over. Hallelujah. I'm going to write the read the names off. Excuse me. Read the names off. We're praying today for Greg, Angie, Melissa, Chris, Amanda, Annabelle, Trey, Tina, Joe, Landon, Jerry, Rhonda, Scott, Matthew, Shirley, Dante, Billy, Danielle, Saber, Noah, Dean, Lee, Wiley, Jessica, Eric, Katrina. And we got one special request that we will just leave like that at the moment. But God knows what that special request is. We're going to pray for them right now. And while we're praying, we may not have your need on this list, listener. We may not have the name that you would like to have on this list. But while we are praying, while you're listening to this podcast, so to the Lord in prayer right now with us, whatever's going on, whatever is on your mind, Whoever is on your mind while we're praying, add that where you're at. You may be driving in the car. You may be at the house. Only the Lord knows where you're at. But while we're doing this, let's agree together in this prayer time and let's watch the Lord move. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today for the privilege of being able to come into your presence. You you said for us to boldly come into your throne, Lord. And make our petitions known. Father, we don't arrogantly, but we come in confidence because you are not a man that you would lie, nor some sinner that you need to repent. But your word, every word, is yea and amen and true. And God, you've never broke a promise, not one time. So I'm thankful I can pillow my head on these promises today, Lord, that we can come before you, make our petitions known, and Lord, you hear our prayer, and you answer according to your infinite wisdom, and Lord, you know what's best, the way to answer every need that is on this list. We pray for those that need a healing. We pray for those that need a spiritual healing. We pray for those that are being fought with fear and worry. God, I just want to just I rebuke the spirits of fear, worry, and condemnation in the name of Jesus. I bind every one of those things that's on the listener and those on this list right now. And, Lord, I thank you for the freedom that is in the Holy Ghost. I pray for the listener right now as well that the Holy Spirit of God would come upon them, release them from the chains and the bondages that they are under. We thank you and we praise you, O holy God of the universe, for you hear, you answer, you love your children, you make a way when there is no way, and we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. We look to you who is the answer for every need we have, and we praise you today, Lord, because you are worthy to be praised. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. You're going to meet these needs. We thank you. You are already in the podcast, you are going to speak. So we lift you up and we give you the praise for it all. In Jesus' name we say it. And amen. Amen, amen. Good prayer, Scott. Thank you so much. And thank you for being obedient to the Holy Ghost. I could feel the witness when you said, I rebuke the spirits of fear and worry. If there's one thing the devil does is he attacks the church. He attacks each and every person with fear and worry and dread. And that is rampant today, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. If you watch television and if you, if you allow yourself to be fed by the world's words and by the TV programs that you see, you're going to be overcome by fear, dread and worry. And the Bible says in the last days that men's hearts would fail them for fear of those things that are coming upon the earth. And I believe we are seeing the first vestiges of that begin to happen. So there has never been another a time in history where we need an anchor in our hearts in Jesus Christ. Something to give us hope, something to keep our focus on God, because if not, fear, worry, and, and anxiety and dread <laughs> will eat us alive and drag us into a place of despondency that we do not want to be. So I praise God that the Holy Spirit is already working in this podcast and taking authority over those things in the name of Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. All right. Now, Scott, 
it's been a couple of weeks since we've done a podcast, so want to do our due diligence to remind each and every person where we've been in the last few weeks. We just come off of a series that we were doing on faith. Scott, we spent 18 weeks on that series. 12 of those 18 weeks we spent on just telling the people and and giving people instructions on how to build a storehouse of faith. We believe with all of our hearts here at the at the Key of David podcast and Watchman of the Wall Ministries that we're living in a time and in an hour and in the end of this age where faith is going to be so important that Jesus even said, would he find faith when he returns, meaning that there would be a time in the body of believers' lives that faith would be a precious commodity, something that we would need. We even called it that extra cruise of oil spoken about in that parable concerning the ten virgins that in order to survive in these last days and to make it to the end of this age, you're going to need that extra cruise of oil. You're going to need that storehouse of faith. Scott, I pray that the listeners took that to heart. If you're a new listener, I urge you, I beckon you, I plead with you, go back and listen to that faith series and get prepared for the days ahead by building yourself a storehouse of faith. Scott, we spent a long time on faith, but we believe that God finally said what he wanted to say about it. So we begin to pray about where to go to next. Here at this ministry, we always want to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. So Scott and I discussed off mic, we discussed with ourselves where to go from here. And there were a few ideas brought up, a few things on our hearts that we wanted to minister on. But Scott, lo and behold, I I got listener feedback. Amen. And this listener had been listening to the faith series and they said, well, I enjoyed the faith series, but what I really want to hear is something about hope because we are losing hope in this world. The believer's hope is also being attacked, just like their faith. And Scott, I began to minister and to meditate on that, and it came to me. Is there not a scripture in the Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13 that said, Now abideth these three, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. But Scott, it talks about the three what I would call pillars of life, faith, hope, and love that every believer should have in their life in order to live a victorious life, not only survive, but to thrive. And you can do that by faith, hope, and love. And Scott, it said these three abide, and that word abide in the Bible means they remain, they stay. They're anchors for our soul. And these are things that we need in our lives. And Scott, I I took that listener's feedback to heart and I said, God, would it not be the right thing to do is to follow the order of the pillars of life, faith, hope, and love? We talked about faith. Let's go with hope. Let's talk about hope and give the listeners exactly what they're asking for. And Scott, we're going to try that and see where the Holy Spirit leads. But I believe we need to talk about hope today. Amen. Amen. Hope. Very, all these three, we'll we'll get into it. Faith, hope, and love. They're they're they are their own pillar, but they also intertwine with each other yes. in their workings. And by the help of God, we're going to try to discuss this. But you know, if you notice, we were calling out spirits of fear, anxiety, worry. Those are the anti or the poison against these faith hope and love and a Christian that is building their walk and walking in because you can faith, hope and love is a strong Christian. So we, we're going to pray by the Lord to get there. Amen. Amen. Now just a few things that the listener might would like to know is while I began to meditate and to focus on faith, hope and love, I just, for, for kicks and giggles, I looked up faith is mentioned 336 times in the Bible. Hope is mentioned 133 times. 
And the word love is mentioned 442 times. Of course, Paul said love is the most important and greatest thing of these pillars. So it doesn't shock me that love is mentioned so much more than faith, hope, and love. But we have faith mentioned, hope mentioned, and love mentioned throughout the Bible. And Scott, as I began to meditate on these and to pray, a phrase was brought to my attention brought to my mind about how the believers should walk. And we're walking with God. We're walking with God on our way to heaven. And in doing so, with faith, hope, and love, this phrase came to me, and I'm going to repeat it now, and then probably we're going to say it again later on in this podcast. But a person that's walking a victorious life should be walking by their faith, walking with their hope, and walking in love. So walk by faith, walk with hope, walk in love. Make that a mantra in your life, listener. Write that down on a little index card. Hang it on your window in, or, or somewhere where you can read that and, and remind yourself. Put that on the mirror as you get ready so that you can see it. I believe with all of my heart that we are made conquerors by whatever we're dwelling on. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And if you meditate on the word of God, if you recall to yourself the words that Jesus said, if you begin to sow into your heart the words of life, walk by faith, walk with hope, walk in love, you're going to begin to see those become a reality in your life. So, Scott, we have talked about faith. Let's talk about hope. Now, also in my meditation and preparation for talking about hope, I looked up the definition. And according to Webster, the word hope means a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. That was number one. And number two, the word hope also means a feeling of trust. So there you have it. In Webster's dictionary, it's a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen and a feeling of trust. Scott, everyone has to have hope. Hope mm-hmm. is necessary for life. Now, I'm going to get off the biblical definition of hope I've yet to give you. But right now, let's just talk about how hope works in everyone's life. Not only a believer, but an unbeliever. You know, You said it earlier, Scott, when you said that laws that are made by God, like gravity, work for everyone, despite who they are. The Bible says it rains on the just as well as the unjust. God set into motion laws of nature, laws of physics, laws of science, laws that govern his universe. And these laws work for everyone, whether they are God's child or a rebellious child that is yet to be saved or or is out there in the world living an ungodly life. Some of these laws still apply, Scott. And the and the 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 concept of hope, it applies to everyone because hope, another word for hope, as I began to think about this, Scott, is not hope a vision of what you want to see happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's uh, in my little bit of study that I that I did with this hope seems to be I'll use that word again intertwined in a future tense type situation in front of you like you said a vision a vision works that way in front of you is something that you desire something that you want to see something that you want to have in front of you you don't have it yet but you are hoping by the steps that you're taking and the way that you're going at it, you are in hope that you are going to receive uh, said treasure in front yeah. of you. So it's, it's a, it's a futuristic tense. Uh, and, and I said it was intertwined with faith. It's, it's futuristic faith. <laughs> and I know you can explain this better than me, but it's futuristic like faith. You've got a vision or something, a goal, in front of you and you're going after it in the hope you will get there. So it motivates you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Now, you know, just like I said, 
when you talk about hope, you're talking about everyone because we all live with hope. Uh, hope is what gets you out of bed in the morning, Scott. If you didn't have hope, you wouldn't bother with it. The man who goes to work every day hopes that he's going to earn a living. Now, some men even go as far as to make it a career and hope that one day they'll be wealthy, rich, and famous. But that vision is there. Now, a vision is what gets you out of bed. A vision is what keeps you motivated. You know, ball teams that go out and play ball, they have a vision that they're going to win that ball game. That's their hope. Someone who goes to work every day hopes that they're going to make enough to earn a living, to get recognized, to maybe even get promoted in their job. A woman gets up in the morning and raises her kids and hope that her kids will turn out to be good people when they grow up and established and able to take care of themselves. Hope is necessary for life. And so why would anyone who is going to be successful in life why would not the enemy attack their hope and get them to a hopeless situation where they don't want to live scott i don't know you you i believe you mentioned this one time on a on a podcast way back in the past uh that we did together or maybe even you did on your supplemental but you talked about the suicide rate Mm -hmm. yes Now, the suicide rate continues to climb, and there are a lot of statistics that say why, and the age range of suicide seems to be getting younger, and they try to come up with reasons on why the suicide rate is continuing to increase, and the age of suicide seems to be getting younger, but I can tell you exactly why the suicide rate is so high. And why the age limit for suicide seems to be getting younger, it's because hopelessness is taking over this mm-hmm. world. People that kill themselves have came to a hopeless situation. They have no vision. They have no meaning. They have no. They have no expectancy of something successful in their life. They've lost all their hope. And Scott, if the enemy had his way, he would put every one of us in that situation. The Bible says the enemy walks around seeking whom he may devour to steal, kill, and destroy. He is after everyone's hope. And if it wasn't for the restraining power of the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, every one of us would get to a hopeless situation and get to that place where suicide would be our only way out. Scott, do you remember any about the statistics or what you've said about it? I know it's really high right now. Oh, the, the, uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. One podcast I spoke of was about the suicide rate for 12 year olds. Uh, it was, was ridiculously high. It was in, I can't remember the numbers. I don't want to, I don't want to quote, but, but it, it was, it was in the order of, of, you know, in the eighties, percentage or, or something it's very high it's ridiculously high for a 12 year old child and and it just blows my mind that we have a society now yeah that a 12 year old kid who's not even you've not even started your life yet and a 12 year old kid looks out and goes there's no reason for me to even try i haven't got a hope in, in this world for anything working out for me it's so bad and they and they take their life, and the suicide rates, like you said, are climbing higher and higher each each time they take the census. And you again are exactly on point <coughs> because hopelessness is the fuel for suicide. When a when a person absolutely believes in their mind that they have no hope, zero hope, then they, they gravitate to that. And I, I think we overlook this because faith is talked. I, I don't want to I don't want to take a whole lot of time here, but I, I would just say faith. The word faith is talked about a lot. Lordy, we did it for 18 weeks. And, and faith is talked about and love is even talked about quite extensively. But you don't see a whole lot of people teaching and preaching on how powerful 
hope is. Yes. You know, you you can you can take somebody, Charles. I gotta I gotta stay calm. You could take somebody that's got a vision, and that's that's really another word for hope. They see something in front of them that they want. They believe that they can achieve it. They are unstoppable. And it doesn't matter uh, what, what you put in front of you for that. Bill Gates believed he could make a personal computer that everyone would buy. He went after that thing, fighting everything that he could fight, and achieved his goal. A person who has a hope in front of them that the devil is scared to death of that person yes. because they become unstoppable to achieve their goal. So I'm going to pull that back and give it to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You said some great stuff right there. Uh, just like you said, and I was going to reiterate another word for hope that we're going to absolutely continue to say on this podcast is a vision. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. Yes. Meaning that there has to be a vision. There has to be a goal. There has to be a reason that gets you out of bed every morning. And if you lose that, you will not live long. Nope. Uh, when people get death sentences like cancer, Scott, they have to make a decision. Are they going to fight that cancer with the different types of chemotherapy and, and radi radiation and try to fight that cancer in different ways to give them more days to live? But I just recently had a friend whose uncle con contracted pancreatic cancer. And according to the doctors, there's no cure for pancreatic cancer. So the uncle decided that it was in his best interest not to fight with any type of treatments or radiation to slow it down or to halt it or to hinder it from doing what it wanted to do. He accepted his fate and lost his hope. And, and he died only a couple of days later because without that hope, that cancer completely took over his body in a matter of minutes mm. and he died. Now I know the cancer may have claimed his life physically, but I'll tell you, he died in his spirit and his soul long before he died in his flesh. Yes. And people who commit suicide, people who lay in the bed and refuse to get up, people who sit in their homes and let the darkness consume them. They have made a decision in their mind and in their hearts long before their body catches up that there is no hope and no reason and no hope, no goal any longer for their lives. And this is what the enemy does. Now, just like I said earlier, the reason why the suicide rate is so high, and I know I'd get some arguments, Scott, about depression and clinical depression and the fact that there are chemical imbalances in the brain that cause people to be depressed and they might even claim that those chemical imbalances will take them all the way to the point of committing suicide but i'm here to tell you suicide is a spirit mm -hmm. yes i said it i said it and i'm not ashamed of it suicide is a spirit yes absolutely the spirit, there is a spirit of fear there's a spirit of worry, there's a spirit of dread, and there's a spirit of suicide. And someone who loses their hope is automatically a target for that spirit. Mm -hmm. And the reason why the suicide rate is so high, the reason why people in depressive states get to the point where they take their own lives is not as much physical as it is spiritual, Scott. Amen. Amen. Because we are spirit beings. We were made. Let, let me do a little bit of teaching before we go any farther. I feel led to say this on this podcast. But we are spirit beings. Scott, when we were created, we were made in the image of Jesus Christ. We were made in the image of God. And God is a triune being. And Jesus had a body, soul, and spirit. And when a believer is born again, when someone has a completeness in their lives, they have a body, soul, and spirit. Adam was created with an eternal soul. And he was primary and eternal being. He, 
Death only entered into humanity through the disobedience of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were meant to live forever in the Garden of Eden. God created them for their bodies to be sustained and for always to be living. But it was the disobedience that brought the fall and the sin and the curse of death on our lives. And Scott, we are primarily spiritual beings. And even though there are a lot of influences that touch the physical being and influence the physical, such as sickness and virus and bacteria and things that can happen to the body, what really destroys our lives is the spirit. Mm-hmm. And if, if we are not wise to the spiritual realm, see, the spiritual realm is constantly around us. You cannot see it with your physical eyes unless you are open to it by the Holy Spirit. There has been instances in my life where the Holy Spirit has anointed my eyes and I have seen into the spirit realm the activity that's going on in the spirit realm. There has been reports in the Bible when God would open up people's eyes and they would be able to see into the spirit realm and see just how much activity is actually going on in the spirit realm. And I'm here to tell you right now, a listener, yes, you're influenced by the physical. Yes, you're influenced by what you eat. If you eat poor things and you do not take care of your body, you will reap corruption and destruction to your physical being. And it does influence you. But I tell you, the greatest influence on your life right now comes from the spiritual realm. And the reason why, if you are found in a hopeless situation and you have no hope or your hope is dwaning, is because you are being spiritually attacked by the enemy. And yes, you may have a chemical imbalance in your brain. You might have been you might have been diagnosed with clinical depression, but the enemy takes those and exploits those yes. and uses those to make it even worse. So your primary warfare, listener, is not in the physical. Your primary warfare is in the spiritual. Amen, Scott. I couldn't say it any better, sir. I, I hope the people are listening to you and they understand all that you just taught right there. The, the simple fact that we are not born programmed, if I can say it that way, we're not born programmed to want to hurt and kill ourselves. There is, there is a proven scientific, if we'll use that word, natural mechanism in us that's called fight or flight in, in our brain. And that, that basically, make a long story short, you, you're programmed to want to protect yourself, to keep living. And like, like you said, Charles, you were programmed originally to live forever. Yeah. If there are thoughts, uh, pressures in your mind that are trying to get you to hurt, harm, or kill yourself, that is a demon. And, and it is not coming from you. I understand, like Charles, like you said, you may be fighting some chemical imbalances in your brain. I understand that. But to take it to the level of want to kill yourself, that is a spiritual attack. Thanks be to God we can get an anointing to get rid of that if if we will so try. I, let me get this back to you. You're teaching well. Yes. <laughs> well, I appreciate you backing me up. I wanted to make sure what I was saying we were both on board with. But I believe with all of my heart that, yes, we are influenced by a lot of physical factors. But – the Bible even says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So one, you can't love anyone else unless you love yourself to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And number two, the Bible says that no man hateth his own flesh, but nourishes it and takes care of it. Now, I know a lot of people would say, but what about those people who cut themselves or cause harm to their body or hurt themselves? I again, will say and reiterate. You are under a spiritual influence. Yes. You are being fought by a demon. Demonic powers are exploiting any problems that you have in the physical to take you to a point where you would harm yourself, hurt yourself, or maybe even take your own life. So wake up and realize Amen. 
You are fighting a spiritual war. And your weapons are not carnal, but they are spiritual and mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. And that's exactly what it is, Scott. When someone is hurting themselves, cutting themselves, it's a spiritual stronghold that's causing that to happen. Absolutely. They're under pressure. Again, and it's a spiritual pressure. They they may not realize it, and it will not present itself that way. That's part of the poison. You're not going to immediately see a neon sign that goes, hey, there's a demon here trying to get you to cut your – it's not going to work that way. It's, it, it will be under the form of pressure and an influence to get you to do that kind of harm to yourself. I, I, I think this is one of the big reasons if anybody listens to the supplemental and sometimes it happens here, why I, I am so adamant and, and possibly loud uh, is against the playing games that we're doing in church these days. And instead of getting in the flow of an anointing to help these teenagers, to help these kids to not, I got, I got, I feel it coming. So, so take it back, Charles. We've got to get serious about this and realize what's happening here. Take it back, sir. Take it. (laughs) No, you're doing great. I want you to follow the leading of the Holy spirit because right now listeners will be here in this podcast and they'd say, I thought the topic was hope. But y'all went off on a tangent. But I'm here to tell you, it's all about hope. Yes. It's all about hope because hope, according to Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19, hope is the anchor for the soul. And if you lose the anchor for your soul, your body will follow right along with it. Yes. And that's why the enemy knows. The enemy knows so much that if he can influence what you do in the spirit realm, what you sow to in the spirit realm, that your flesh will follow right along with it. And so, like I said earlier, your main fight against hopelessness is not physical. It's not in a pill. It's not in a program. It's not in a therapy. And I'm not against those things. I'm not against you taking medicine. I'm not against you taking therapy sessions if it helps i am against those people who say that's the only form of attack that you can perform because i know that in the spirit realm is where the real warfare is and scott we're going to talk about hope i do not know how long the series on hope is going to take but we're going to talk about hope until we feel like the holy spirit has said that is enough the point has been made but the bit I promised everyone the biblical definition of the word hope. I gave you Webster's definition of the word hope. The biblical definition of the word hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised and strength in his faithfulness. I love that, Scott. I'm going to yep. say it again. The confident expectation of what God has promised and strength in his faithfulness. So hope, according to the Bible, is the, is the, I am convinced that what God has promised will come to pass. Paul said it this way in Philippians. He said, I am convinced that God will keep what I have committed to him. My life, my soul, my heart, my, my health, my eternal destination, God will keep because I have placed it in his hands and if your hope is in the right place then your flesh will follow right along with it your mind as well you know the battlefield of the life is the mind and the enemy will try his best to convince you there is no hope there is no reason for living you have no vision or the vision you have is misplaced scott in this series we're going to talk about having a right vision because you can have hope in the wrong thing or a misplaced thing, and it not come to fruition. So you definitely have to have hope in the right object or the right goal or the right thing. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about hope as it relates to faith because you can have you can have hope without faith, but you can't have faith without hope. The Bible says that faith is based on hope, and so hope is where it all starts. Hope is a very powerful tool 
for endurance, Scott. Just like I said earlier, you cannot, no one can survive very long without hope in their life. Amen. Oh, amen. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example here quick. But somebody with a vision slash hope, they're, they're just so unstoppable. You know, you can go into the natural and pull all these natural world and pull all these examples and just think of Alexander the Great, as they call him. He had a vision of taking over the known world at the time he was alive, and he was he was unstoppable in his task. He spent 24-7 with all his resources, with all his energy in his body, going after that vision. And, you know, as far as we know, with the records we have, the known world that they knew existed at the time, he did it. A, yeah. a person is unstoppable that latches on to a vision or hope, however you want to say it. They are unstoppable. And and I, I hope and pray this is sinking into the listener's spirit, if you will, right now. Yes, absolutely. Just a little preview of what you're talking about. In the Bible, the story of the Tower of Babel, Scott. Mm-hmm. Yes. People had a vision. They had a hope. Now, their hope was wrong, and their vision was in the wrong thing, but because they were completely sold over to that vision of building a tower that would reach heaven, God had to intervene to stop it. He said if they come together, nothing would be able to stop them because they are of one mind and one accord. God, if you can get enough people together that have the right, and it doesn't have to be the right vision. It doesn't have to be hope in the right thing, but if you can get enough people together with the same vision and the same hope, you have something so powerful that it takes the intervention of God to stop it. Come on. Amen. Amen. Huh. We've been pushing them to that word called unity, but I won't go there. Amen. <laughs> unity and hope. Hope and unity. That is the absolute truth. Whatever you, you know, it, it's, just like we said earlier, I told you we'd, we'd repeat this phrase, walk by faith, walk with hope, walk in love. Scott, it's all about who you place yourself around. Yep. You know, this is why God said, choose wisely those people that you live with, hang around with, tie yourself together with, those visions that you put yourself under. You know, a lot of churches are in the shape they're in because the visionary has a vision. And if that vision is the right vision that he got from God, that church will go and be powerful. Mm -hmm. But if that visionary has the wrong vision that wasn't sought from God, but his own vision, that church is going to suffer. And the same goes for your individual life, Scott. If I tie myself up to people of like mind, Whatever, you know, you ever heard that old phrase, birds of a feather flock together? Yes. What that means is, is whoever you hang around with, whatever people you, whatever vision they have, whatever hopes and dreams they have, whatever goals they have are going to become yours. Mm. And whatever spirit they're under is going to be the spirit that you're under. Whatever influence they're going to be influenced by is what's going to influence you. So there might be friends in your life, listener, that are detrimental to your spiritual well-being that God wants you to cut off and get rid of. Scott, it happens. It happens yes. to me. I pray and say, God, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be closer to God. And God would point out and say, this friendship you have, this bond you have with this person is detrimental to your relationship with me. You're going to have to cut them off. Scott, that's exactly what God will do to someone who is seeking out God's will in their life. God will absolutely illuminate and and he will expose the enemy's traps and those people that the enemy has sent into their life to affect their vision, affect their hope, affect their goals and affect their objectives. And I believe that's what's going on in the house of God today. Well, you know, again, you, you quote another spiritual law that works just like gravity. As iron sharpeneth iron, so does the oh, countenance yeah. 
of a friend. Who you hang around, you will eventually become. You'll become a carbon copy. Charles, if I'm hanging around somebody who is all the time negative, swimming in negativity, all the time saying it'll never happen, it's never going to work, I'm, I'm never going to do this and neither are you. And this, this whole thing is just bad. And the whole outlook looks horrible. You know, you've heard the phrase glass half full and glass half empty. If yeah. you're hanging around a guy who always sees a glass of water half empty, you are going to latch onto that and get that in your spirit. If you therefore hang around folks whose vision is in the right place, <laughs> the way it's supposed to be and I'll, I'll not push farther there but if you're hanging around folks with a positive outlook that rubs off on you absolutely would you agree with that absolutely and I, I believe it's a good place to rest the last few remaining minutes we have on is ask yourself listener those people that I have made ties with those people that I have allowed to build relationships that with me in my life are they an asset or are they a liability scott there are people i can go around and visit that once i leave them i feel worse than i did when i met them yes because they are under a spiritual influence like you said they're always negative they're always down they're always doing you know they're always saying the wrong words or they they're always influenced by the enemy to the point where it's almost like uh, these spirits are hanging on me when I leave and I go home. And, you know, have you ever been around those people? And, and your spiritual, the, 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 the spirits that are on them are like leeches, Scott. Yes, yes, yes. And they will latch on to you and you will take them home. And all of a sudden you find yourself feeling bad. You feel yourself depressed. You might even start arguing with your wife or your husband and you don't know why you're in a bad mood and you're all of a sudden you don't realize that what spirits you've been hanging around are clinging to you and you got to do a little bit of spiritual house cleaning. Mm. Absolutely. You know, can I insert right here one thing? You're on this topic. I love it because not just I don't want the listener to just look at the people in their life this principle works on what you're consuming yeah. as well quick quickly let me say this i don't want to take a whole lot of time but hollywood has got into the dysotopian situation now meaning meaning that the thing that they think is going to sell movies and tv shows is a bleak dark uh, chaotic yeah. world that is crumbling and, and they pump out that TV shows, movies are all based on this dystopian future. And Charles, if you're if you're consuming that, if you're watching mounds of movies, mounds of TV shows, uh, music, hallelujah. That this this music that's coming out these days is, is bleak. It's dark. It's negative. It's it's horrible. It's nothing matters. Uh, nobody cares. Kind of philosophy. If you if you are consuming that as well you wonder why you're depressed yeah. hey check out what you're listening and what you're watching you, you wonder why you're struggling so bad why you can't get a hold of the lord what are you watching on that boob tube what are you what what are you listening to i gotta quit i gotta quit so yeah. you, you gotta be careful sir you're absolutely <laughs> right on it i think that a lot of people struggle with hope because of what they consume all yeah. of the time and they think that a two-hour session on ch on Sunday morning at church is going to outdo what they spent in the world for all the other six days of the week. Yes. And the you are you are. Listen, I want you to hear me with your good with my with your good ear. Like I said, whatever your spirit has, your soul will get influenced and follow, and whatever your soul is being influenced and following will eventually end up in your body. Yep. And a lot of people are sick all the time because of something they're doing in their life or allowing in their life. They're consuming the world propaganda. They're watching things on television that there's no praise. 
There's no admiration. There's no virtue in. And then they wonder why they're sick all the time, why they feel bad all the time, why they're depressed all the time. Like I said earlier, Scott, we are spiritual beings. And whatever we allow to influence us in the spirit realm is where it's going to take us. And if you do not spend time in the word of God, if you do not spend time with the Holy Ghost, undoing what the world does to you all week long, you're going to be the most miserable believer there ever was walking your way to heaven. And we can have victorious lives, but we must follow the principles that God placed in biblical order in order to live victorious lives. Scott, so many people get saved and they think, oh, well, I said a sinner's prayer. That's all I got to do. And they live to, to be the devil's punching bag all the way to heaven. God never intended that. Amen. We must be wise as serpents, the Bible says, and harmless as doves. Let us, listener, I want you to do in the last few minutes that we have, and then I'm going to have Scott pray. I want you to begin to consider, consider what your influence is. Consider what your frame of mind is. What get you out of bed every morning where is your hope in are you completely hoping in what's happening at your workplace is your hope in your money situation your bank account is your hope in that relationship with that person that you know you you just don't know how detrimental that relationship is actually becoming in your life but you've hung your hat on it and you're you're falling into a trap from the enemy and that's that's what i believe is happening scott is so many people have fallen into traps and pitfalls from the enemy simply they do not understand that everything that you do everything that you watch everything that you say the words that come out your mouth they are determining your state of mind they are determining your frame of mind your your hopelessness is a lot a lot of the reason why we're hopeless scott is simply because of what we're doing or not doing amen amen i think that's the greatest trick on this subject of hope that the enemy uses he's got a, he's got a lot of bag of tricks but i think the greatest trick is to trick you into believing that your hopelessness is your fault coming from you and yep. there's no way to stop it. I think that's that's the most devilish trap. And I think we're exposing right here, if the listener will listen, the Holy Spirit is exposing the means and ways to stop the hopelessness and get yourself full of hope and a vision. Would you agree? Amen. And like I said, in this series, we're going to talk about the right vision to have. We're going to talk about people in the Bible who had the wrong vision and how it ended up. We're going to talk about people who had the right vision and how they were blessed. But listener, you have to take inventory and take account of your life. You have to decide is what I'm allowing to influence me. The reason why my attitude is so bad. You know, we have, we have scriptures in the Bible called the Beatitudes or beautiful attitudes that Jesus said a believer should have. Are those beatitudes evident in your life, or are you a miserable Christian? Do you look like you've been baptized in vinegar? Are you living a joyful life? <laughs> are you actually experiencing what Jesus said, life and life more abundantly? If not, then you need to change your method of operation. Your mode of operation needs to change. What you're spending time with, who you're spending time with, what you're allowing in your mind, in your soul, and in your spirit. And you've got to take inventory and say, is this going to be an asset or a liability, a benefit or a loss? Is this going to draw me closer to God or is it going to push me away? Because everything, Scott, needs to be looked at. No yep. stone left unturned. Everything needs to be looked at and everything needs to be evaluated. Now, Scott, I want you to pray. Pray that we'll all take this challenge. 
not only the listeners, but Scott, yourself, and me, we'll all begin to look at our lives in the light of the Holy Spirit and let him shine his spotlight on our lives and say, what am I being influenced by? What am I allowing myself to be bound to? What am I allowing in my life is where it's going to take me. Am I on the right path? Am I experiencing that life and life more abundantly? Or am I allowing the spiritual realm to influence me to a point where I am not happy? I'm not the blessed man whose hope is found in the Lord, as Jeremiah 17, 7 says. Scott, would you pray for us? Amen. I will definitely pray. And and on the last note, too, to add, Charles, I, I wonder, I feel like that there's someone that's going to listen and they're going to throw this and I'm going to leave them with this. They're going to throw the fact that I don't listen or watch anything like that. I don't have any kind of people around me like that. And yet I'm still depressed. I yeah. will ask you this question. Are you giving? They call the Dead Sea a, a Dead Sea for a reason. There's water that goes into the thing, but there's no outflow right. to cleanse it. Are you giving to the Lord? I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about are you giving of your gifts in you? Are you giving of your time? Are you, are you putting forth with the gifts? And, and I know you've got gifts. God has given everyone gifts. Everyone has something that they can do that they have been anointed to do for the Lord, Charles. And if you're not, if you're not doing anything, don't sit there and wonder why you're depressed. You need to start giving for the Bible says of spiritual law that when you give, it shall be given back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. And, and everybody wants to gravitate to just money. Yes, there's a money principle, but it's talking about giving to God's people, your time, your prayers, your your gifts, and your abilities to minister. Are you doing that? If you're not, you're the most depressed person. So I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you today for this word. I thank you so much, Lord, that you came in the midst of this podcast. And, Lord, you have spoken. I know for a fact you have spoken on this podcast. And you are speaking to individuals right now, those who are listening, watching to something that is negative, that is destroying their hope and their faith. Those that are hanging around people who are negative, that will destroy their faith and destroy their hope. Those that are, are, are being stagnant, Lord, if I can say it that way, who are, who are, who are taking, who are getting, and then not giving. Lord, I, I pray we're, we're ministering to these. This is what I sent. So, Lord, I pray for all three. Right now, I pray for me and Charles as well. Holy Spirit, shine the light on our lives, the places, the people, the things that we are doing that's feeding hopelessness and yes. negativity in our yes. life. You can do it, Lord. You, Hallelujah. You can speak to us, Lord, and lead us and guide us in that still small voice and say, don't watch that. Don't listen to that. Don't talk to this person. I want you to do this for me. You will say things like that, Lord. So I, I'm praying for that anointing to come upon each listener right now, me and Charles included. Lord, show us and lead us and guide us in the way that we need to go. Lord, you said in your word, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are holy, whatsoever things are just, all these things. But we are to think on these things and guard our mind, guard our soul. Lord, help us to do this. Only you can, Lord. Charles and I can speak a thousand words. You can do in five seconds what we could never do. I pray for that to be on each listener that listens to this podcast in Jesus' name. And again, I thank you, Lord, for being here. You're so wonderful, faithful. I love you. To, I love you. I love you. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And amen. 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 Listener, I hope you prayed that prayer with us. I hope you take seriously the instruction that we've been given by the Holy Spirit to take a long, hard look at your life and see where is my hope? Where is my vision? What am I tied my life, my soul, my spirit to? Because that's going to determine how I live, what shape I'm in, what my attitude is on the way to heaven. I hope you've 
prayed that prayer, and I hope God answers it in a speedy fashion for you. Listener, I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope it has blessed your heart like it's blessed mine. I want to thank Scott for helping me with this podcast. Most of all, I want to thank the Lord for speaking to our hearts. God loves us. He loves you, listener. He loves us, and he's concerned, and he wants you to live the very best life that you can in his name and in his power. But you've got to do it his way. It's not your way. It's his way. And that's the only way that works. We have other resources available to you, listener. We have a Facebook page at Cry of the Watchman. We have Instagram and Twitter that you can follow. We also have blogs that you can read in the meantime. And I also want to reiterate and remind you that there is a supplemental podcast that Scott does, Key of David Supplemental that you can listen to in between the longer podcasts that I invite you to listen to. I hope you are. They're a blessing to me. They're powerful. They're wonderfully blessed by God, and they'll bless you. They'll challenge you. They'll rebuke you. They'll make you think. They'll make you They'll make you know what God's saying to us. They're a wonderful supplemental to this podcast, so I hope you're enjoying those as well. If you have a request or a need and you would like for your name to be joined or wrote or added to that list that Scott and I pray over every week, let us know by sending us an email. You can email us at key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. Like I said, the links to all our resources, our blogs, our Facebook page, our Twitter and Instagram, all of these will be linked in the show notes of this podcast you can follow those and use those listener help us help us become a productive part of the kingdom of god and you can be a part of this ministry by sharing these messages with others place them on your social media send them out tell others about what you've been hearing help us to be more than just a voice on this thing let us change the world with what God has shared with us. You can do that by sharing these messages. Just like Scott said, if you're getting, you should be giving. And you can do that by sharing these messages. You'll become a productive part of this ministry and of the kingdom of God. You will lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. You will be rewarded for your efforts on the day that Jesus returns. I hope you're doing that. I hope you help us. Hope you pray for us. Well, again, I want to thank you for listening and hope God blesses you until the next time that we come on. Good Lord willing, if we're still here and he hasn't returned, we're going to we're going to send out another podcast. Be looking for the Key of David supplemental in the meantime. It is the prayer of the Key of David. It is the prayer of the Watchman of the Wall Ministries that each and every person repents for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.